Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, this Tell Dell Tuesday. And as you know, in Tell Dell Tuesday, for the last 30 years, we bring someone on to share their story. The concept is that you find somebody in one or more of these stories that sounds like you. So that you can go, mm-hmm, I don't really relate to that Del Wamsley guy. I don't really relate to this guy or that guy. But, man, that guy, that combination, that family boy, I really relate to their situation. And so maybe some of this makes sense to you. Today we've got John Pry. John is what we jokingly call a super passive investor, and which means he's been in many, many, many deals. In fact, I think it's over 40 multifamily deals. He's also done single family when he got started, but he's really specialized in retiring himself in multifamily deals as the passive investor. In some cases, he was also a key principal. So let's bring him on. John, Welcome to the show. Dale, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for this wonderful organization you created for us. Well, John, I know that you are a super passive investor. I also know that you are a super fan of the program. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's, let's realize that there are people listening to the show for the first time, or maybe not listening to the show for the first time, but maybe the first time hearing about yourself. And your story is unique uh, in one way, and in other ways, it's pretty common. So let's pick up that story and at the point where you were out there working in corporate America, engineer, you know, petroleum engineer, pick it up from there and talk about when you decided to go look into single family houses before you even met us. And we'll take it through that zone of just getting started. You know, my, my younger brother got me interested in real estate investing. He was a an FFP member down in Houston. Uh, at the time, and he bought several single families and a couple of duplexes, and I participated passively, believe it or not, in some of that single family with him, and it, it worked. It worked very, very well. So that was that was back in 2010. In 2011, I kind of woke up and recognized the same things existed in DFW with foreclosures everywhere. So I bought seven foreclosures for all cash in starting in 2011. I thought, you know, I did not understand really the power of leverage at the time. And I thought, you know, an Aggie can't mess this up. I don't have a mortgage payment on them, and they cash flow like crazy. So I thought it was a real safe thing to do. Rocked on a little bit, a few more years till 2014. And I thought, you know, this is working great. But the organization that taught my younger brother how to do this so successfully can probably teach me a lot of things as well. So 2014, I went to the pre-introductory workshop. Um, In fact, I went to it twice. And then I joined up. 
And the huge epiphany to me was that people like me could invest in multifamily properties and not have to do any work at all. So think back to that time. I was a practicing engineer working my tail off, had a lot more money than I had time. So passive investing in multifamily was tailor-made for John Bryant. So I, I got started doing that. I was terrified like anybody would be uh, early on. And um, I saw how well it started working, and I put more and more assets, redeployed them out of the stock market into passive multifamily deals as my education and confidence grew. And much to my surprise, two and a half years later, it worked out that I had replaced my W-2 income. Now, i got to say this, Dale. Lifestyle teaches retiring five years or less, right? We all hear that. But until it happened to me two and a half years after I joined, that part of it was still unbelievable to me. Uh, mentally, I was prepared to retire at 67, a full Social Security retirement age. And, of course, I learned from Lifestyle that Retirement has nothing to do with age. It has everything to do with passive income and cash flow. Bill, I've been retired for three and a half years now on passive income from real estate. And our net worth and our income continue to grow, even though I'm not punching a clock and getting a W-2 paycheck anymore. It's the most amazing thing ever. You know, John, that is one of the misconceptions most people have is they think of retirement in the more common sense to be the day they stop earning money. In other words, I'm not going to do anything to earn money anymore, so now I have to live off the pile I have, in which case they all can very easily put pen to paper and do the math and say, that's not going to last very long, you know, <laughs> with what I've got and what I spend. Those two numbers don't work out well. They don't bode well for a long-term retirement. So that's why they can't get their arms around it. There's just no way to rationalize the fact you can actually replace your earned income. That's the part that they lose. So as you went into this and you started looking at it and you you couldn't wrap your arms around it yet, what was the plan? I mean, did you have a little short-term plan, then a medium-term plan, but in the back of your head you kept hearing that you can retire, you can retire, you can retire. It's like a little drummer that's beating in the back of your head. You hear it, you hear it, you hear it. You're marching towards it, but you know sometimes the goal is just to get down to the end of the street without being out of breath. What was your little short-term goals and medium-term goals? My short-term goals at the time were simply to augment my income. Um, I looked at it as the third leg of a three-legged stool. You know, you've got a bunch of stock market stuff because you saved up like a diligent engineer through the years. you got some cash on hand in case you need it. And real estate was going to be the third leg of a three-legged stool. Um, and I thought that would be a lot more stable than just stock market. You know, my whole life, I had the mentality, middle-class mentality is what it is. Save as big a pile of money as you can and then retire and hope that that money lasts until you reach the end of your life. That philosophy always bothered me, Dale, but like the vast majority of people in the United States, I had not ever heard another way to do it until coming to Lifestyle. And Lifestyle laid it all out just as easy as can be, one card at a time. So gradually, my mindset shifted toward, 
yeah, I'm going to be able to retire earlier than I'd planned. But uh, I got a phone call from my younger brother who introduced me to Lifestyles one day. And he asked me, he said, you know, John, with all this investing you've been doing in real estate, how close are you to retiring? And I said, you know, Carl, that's a good question. I, I had not put a pencil to it. So I sat down and put a pencil to it, and I had not quite replaced my income, but with the properties I'd already bought recently that had not started uh, distributing yet, I could see a very clear path to with the stuff I'd already bought, I could replace my income. Now, since then, our income and net worth have, have continued to grow, which is another remarkable aspect of all this, that even in retirement, your net worth and income can continue to grow as long as you continue reinvesting sales proceeds, cash out refinances, and so forth. Live off distributions only. Yeah, that's a hard one for people to understand because, you know, even a diligent engineer like yourself who saved diligently thinks that when you stop earning, you're not going to be able to save anymore. Hence, you're not going to be able to build any more wealth. But the reality is the actual definition of replacing your earned income is whatever you were earning and you were living off of some sub portion of that, which allowed you to save and continue to invest is the same thing you're doing. You're living off some sub portion of the, the replacement income and continuing to invest, which means year after year after year, your income goes up. And probably uh, other than COVID year, you probably had an income increase every year since you started doing it. Dell, I actually, for the last uh, one year from the, from uh, this this last quarter, was one of my best quarters ever because I had a couple of sales mixed in with it with the capital gain. Ah, it's remarkable. <laughs> You know, it's funny. We sit here and laugh at this stuff. There's other people out there suffering, going, man, our business got destroyed in COVID, so on and so forth. But, you know, make the right decisions, make the right choices. You benefit from that. John is what we call a super passive investor, and uh, he's been doing it now since uh, 2014, I believe. And uh, he's retired three and a half years ago and replace his income and continue to grow his income and his net worth over the last three years. So, John, when you first started out and you started looking at getting into multifamily deals, what were your concerns and how did you overcome those concerns? Well, first thing, I was scared to death about giving people I did not know very well a bunch of money. So the trick is you've got to get to know these lead investors that put these deals together and you got to get to know and become friends with a lot of your fellow passive investors, too, because that's another great resource for information. You know, what has your experience been with so-and-so? So education is, is absolutely a key. Education and networking are the two keys to this whole thing. Lifestyles makes the education very easy to do by simply showing up at online events or uh, going to in-person events and going through... I don't know how many hours of education and certifications there are on the uh, the education portal. The, the education part is very easy. The networking part became easy for me. I was an introverted engineer, very shy, very introverted. But in lifestyles, we all have a common interest. That common interest is real estate investing. So that makes it easy to strike up conversations with people you don't know and get to know them. There are many, many, many people in lifestyles that have far more passive investments than I have, but we all share our experiences, we share our knowledge, we share our information on different people, and 
And that's another really powerful part of lifestyles is all the friendships that you form. Education and networking are the two big keys. Everything else falls out of that. Yeah, there's no doubt that you know, the, uh, the combinations of people that you meet work their way into your life because of the like-kind thought processes and so forth. When you were looking at your first deals, did you think that it was more important to pick the right lead investor or to pick the right deal? You know, the kind of Absolutely. deal comparative to the investor. Yeah, I do. I always have had a requirement that every deal I have has to have some kind of value component to it. I think that lends a measure of safety to any deal. Early on, I only invested with very experienced lead investors with a very good track record laid out for all to see and have been successful in multiple deals. And that philosophy served me very well early on. One of my greatest percentage returns was on my very first deal after it went through a few years of ownership and a refi and a sale. So early on, very experienced leads only. Then, as my confidence grew because of my education and experience, then I started investing with less and less experienced leads. And, you know, overall, I've invested with a broad range of first-time leads and very experienced leads, and and, uh, both have been been really good. It all gets back to getting to know them, knowing what kind of deal that you're interested in, and then networking your tail off. And Lifestyles makes that very easy to do. Well, the process has been really improved over the last 10 years. There's no doubt to where it's really easy now compared to what it was before. It was not hard before, but it's really simple now. So it's something that even shy people like yourself have access to the networking possibility online even, especially if the COVID has made it to where we've, you know, made it even easier to meet people online and so forth. So those all work through. You have picked a pace And I'm asking these questions because you've done this, and other people, this is what's going through in their mind. When you first started, how did you pick the pace? I've heard some people say, I had to get all the money I could get into it right away because I just needed to get out of my job, blah, blah. Other people go, I wanted to stick my toe in the water and try a little bit and not take any major risks. How did you feel about pace of getting your money into these kinds of deals? From day zero, I was very sure that I wanted to understand exactly what I was investing in. And so that took some time on my part. My first six months of membership, I probably only invested in three or four deals because I was not confident in my own ability to to judge all this. Now that pace is controlled by, I'm out of capital. Here comes a deal by someone that I really like that I don't have capital for. And I hate to see it go, but I'm very disciplined about maintaining my sleep well at night money. So now it's all dependent on cash-out refinances and sales proceeds. The big trick for me is always continuously reinvest cash-out refis and sales proceeds. Always be like a farmer. Never eat your seed corn. And that has been the key to our net worth and income continuing to grow over the last three and a half years when we've been retired. You know, get it to where you live off distributions only. And that sounds like a tall mountain to climb, and it is. But it's a very doable mountain to climb. You know, if an Aggie can do it, anybody can do it, Dale. <laughs> oh, that joke is lost on me. I just don't even know the difference between an Aggie or anybody else, for that matter. I guess it's an agricultural engineer, which means you're farmers, but whatever. The bottom line is, is that 
When you're, you're doing these turnovers, let's talk about this. I only got a minute left in this segment. Do you have any idea off the top of your head, and you don't have to be exact, no one's going to hold you to the fact police here, but how many deals have refinanced for you over the, the years you've been here, and how many have sold? There's three or four cash-out refinances every year among the roughly 30 properties. This year is also very typical. Four of them are on the market right now. So that's, you know, that pace accelerates through time, right? It takes time to get to a sales or a cash-out refinance position. But last few years, there's been three to five sales per year and three to five cash-out refinances per year as well. So that means new deals every year, too. Okay, so at one time you had as many as 40 multifamily deals. You've sold those down. You're down to 32. But the money that came out of those deals went back into another deal, I assume. Exactly. That's what I'm doing now. That many deals is a lot to keep up with. So I'm kind of changing toward having a little bit fewer number of deals to put more money into each one. Yeah, it's that's the way it gets, John, for all of us. I mean, we start to consolidate. Instead of having 100 houses, I had one apartment complex. You know, just it makes it easier that way. So you, you start to look it's at the, same the thing. amount of time mm-hmm. versus the amount of income. And how can I get more money per moment of my time? And I, you know, I called it the dollar hour measurement one time. I did a whole seminar on that. Whereas, you know, what was I getting paid when I worked at a job? What was I getting paid when I was buying houses? What was I getting paid when I was buying apartments? But I didn't look it is just how much money it was. It was how much per hour spent to do that. There is a dream killer here somewhere today. You're going to run into somebody who's going to tell you this stuff doesn't work. Like Vinette said, it's a scam. This is probably a multi-level marketing program. Somebody is going to tell you it doesn't work because you're the wrong race, the wrong age, the wrong sex the wrong sexual preference, the something or other, that this is all set up so rich people can be successful and all you poor people can't. And if you believe that, they've won. But if you don't, you win. Don't believe the dream killers. Start winning today with the Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop. Get the knowledge you need to replace your income in two to five years and then find out how to take action. Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. With me here today is John Pry out of Dallas, Texas. John is what we call super passive. Uh, he currently has over 30 multifamily apartment complex deals that he's invested in. And uh, he's been doing this now since 2014. And working his way through these deals. He buys them, and when they mature, they sell them or they refinance them. They take that cash, they gain out, and put it into another deal and move on so they can continue to grow their wealth. And John has uh, brought his wealth up quite a bit, which we'll cover a little later in one of his next segments. While we've got you here, John, on this segment, let's talk about, you were saying it was getting complicated to manage all these different properties. I just paid someone to develop a new software program called Podium, and we just did a new upgrade on it that allows passives to be able to track all of their investments in one software module to where they can get all the different lead stuff all put together, where they get it all together, keep it all together, track all their deals together, even deals that are not lifestyles deals you can put in there. Have you seen this yet, John? Damon just had a presentation yesterday on how to get how to do all the really cool things that that podium will do and you know there's there's other podium type systems out there but the really cool thing about lifestyles podium 
is, as you said, you can put all of your deals in there. You can see rates of return, gains, and all of that sort of thing, amount invested, all of that keeps up with all the documents as well in one place rather than having to go to a dozen different portals to, to see a, you know deals from a bunch of different leads that you're invested with. So it's, it's a great system. I think it's going to have broad, broad application through lifestyles and the vast majority of my friends that I've talked about with it are pretty excited about it as well. Yeah, it's definitely an upgrade in the way we do things from the old spreadsheet manner tracking this stuff. I was spending, you know, not a lot, maybe an hour a month inputting all my gains and losses and so forth, whatever. I don't really have losses, but, you know, the, all my financial information into my spreadsheets to track my income. This is going to make it a lot easier for all those passive deals that we have, just a lot easier. Absolutely. It's a great system. And if you haven't checked it out now, people need to check out Cody. So let's talk about diversification. I call diversification laughingly diversification, meaning that if you don't actually know what will work and what won't work, you're better off to put a little bit in a little bit of everything. Now, I call it diversification because if you actually knew which deal was going to be the absolute best, you'd want all your money in the absolute best deal. Unfortunately, when you buy properties with another leader in place, it's more difficult to know whether or not that particular person, the lead investor per se, the syndicator per se, if they're going to really shine and or then you add to it the volatility of whatever that particular deal is and then you add the volatility of whatever the particular market is. And so we want to hear from you, John, how you have formed your diversification between You've already said you diversify by many different leads, so we'll pass that one up. We've already covered that one. Let's talk about locations. How diverse are you in locations of ownerships? Well, I'm scattered out all through Texas, both major markets and some secondary and some tertiary markets, so I'm I'm diversified that way. The last couple of deals I've invested in have been out of the state of Texas. One of them in the Phoenix market, which is a great another great market. And one of them in a small market in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. But I know the lead very well. I know the the people that the lead, this is a relatively new lead. I know the people this lead is using to guide and direct them. So that I'm really confident that's going to be a great deal in that small sub-market in Mississippi for us. So I'm starting to get diversified out of Texas, but Texas is so big, there's always something cool to do in Texas. <laughs> okay, well, I've spread myself out over, I think, 13 different states now. Um, the concept was I wanted to touch, reach out and touch different people in different parts of the country, just, you know, as a person who speaks on this topic, to have some sense of does it really work in other places, right? So I've, I've spread myself out over many different areas, and I found that we're getting the same results everywhere, you know? It's not really like there's a, a good city, a bad city. It's really whether or not you do the deal right is what I'm finding. How about yourself? Absolutely true. It's like you said for many years, it's, a, it's all about the numbers. That's what it's all about. So you spread out, and do you diversify the amounts you put into deals, or is that kind of hit or miss by what you had that week when the deal came up? It's, yeah, it's hit or miss depending on what I've got on hand. You know, if I've got a cash out refinance to reinvest that's not going to be as much money as sales proceeds so 
It just all depends on how much I've got on hand at the time. I got you. Or all a right, small so, deal. Sometimes you can't put in very much if it's just kind of a friend's type deal, you know. Yeah, and I've done a few of those just to get my foot in the door to to get a feel of that that lead investor, to get a feel of that location, that city, that state, so forth. I put just small amounts in. Hey, squeeze me in, man. Come on. This is Dell. Get me in the mm-hmm. door. <laughs> you know, put a little pressure on. <laughs> They're fun. So, yeah, I've done that. So let's talk now about your growth pattern. We, we've, I'm trying to think. I don't want to recover or rehash the same stuff we've done. But you're now at a point where you're retired. Where does the mind go from here? And we haven't got to yet, you know, what you're doing retired and how much fun you're having retired. But what does the mind think about at this point? If someone gets to this point where you are retired, it's, it's over with, you're living the life what does the yep. mindset think about at this point? Is it, hey, let's just not lose this money. Let's make sure we're safe. Let's keep it invested. Give me your your mindset that you have at this point in your investment world career. Yeah, my, mindset is, my mindset is all about continuing to invest. You know, Bill, I'm only 62 years old. My dad turns 92 this week. So I've got to keep doing this for a long time to come. So it, it's all about continuing to reinvest cash out and resize sales proceeds. The shift in my mindset, though, is more toward legacy the last several years. I credit J.B. Durham with doing that. I never will forget one mentor meeting I had with J.B. I, I, I showed him our net worth and schedule of real estate owned, and he studied that for several minutes. And then he pushed it back toward me across the table, and he said, John, that's fine. You and your wife are good. You've got it made. Tell me about your family and tell me what you're doing for legacy. And that simple statement was very impactful for me, Dale. Two of our kids are pig members now. They both have their own multifamily investment. My son just sold a single-family house that I was kind of his mentor very early on, and he had an incredible capital gain out of it, and he's now reinvested those proceeds into multifamily. One of my favorite leads just just completed a purchase, and when I looked at Schedule A, the list of people that are invested, how much they invested, and their interest in that deal, I was on it, my daughter was on it, and one of our sons was on it, and a cousin of mine was on it, too. <laughs> so I, It's all about legacy, Dale. I want people to experience the same things I'm experiencing. That's funny. I saw I saw one of those Schedule A's when I was in a deal I was in, and it really messed with my mind because I saw there was ten different people from the same family all in that in that deal, and it was like, <laughs> my gosh, uh, that's com- that's some legacy right there. You got that many people already doing that at that yeah. age, mind-boggling. I want people to experience the same things I did. You know, my kids will have the advantage of youth that I did not have, right? There's no telling where they're going to be when they get to be my age. They'll be long since retired. I know that. Yeah, that's a, you know, an interesting thing, John. They always talk about, uh, you know, you read all these articles about investing. What do they say? Why don't people retire? And one of them is always, they didn't start soon enough. Unfortunately, most people who come to lifestyles didn't start soon enough. That's why they come to lifestyles. Uh, but if you do get to start at something this powerful at an early age, two and a half years after I started at 34 years of age, I retired. And what does that mean? That meant I had to find something to do for the next 30, 40 years of my life, which is why I took up teaching, because there's just nothing else to do. So legacy is a powerful thing for everybody, because now those people, if they retire young, are going to want to do something else like teach. 
With me here today on Telltale Tuesday is John Pry out of Dallas, Texas. John, in this last segment, I want to shift gears here a little bit and talk about your give back. You've been very powerful in our group as always just helping people and sharing with them. Been involved with the ambassadors and uh, you've also been on stage as one of the uh, super passives. As you think about this now as you try to help people as a an ambassador and or you work through the ambassador program, what do you think of this concept of having ambassadors all over the country? It's absolutely fantastic, Dale. Every week there are people reaching out to me because I'm an ambassador and because I have a fair amount of experience within lifestyles. People are hungry to figure out an alternative to working until they they die, what it amounts to in some cases. People are hungry for this type of thing, and they want to talk to people that have been down that path. And so for me, it's very easy to do that because I have been down that path. And it it really makes me happy to see friends of mine come along into the program and grow and develop and become as confident as I am and become really, really good investors. That, That gives me a lot of sense of satisfaction. Sometimes people ask me why I put a lot of effort into it, and the answer is very simple. That's because... I was treated that way when I joined the group. This is the most open and welcoming group that you can imagine. And the friendships that I've formed within this group are absolutely amazing as well. So you you want to do things with people that that are friends with. And that's what Lifestyles allows us to do, invest and grow our wealth with friends of ours. It's really, really powerful that way. What do you say... John, when people give you what I would call a very natural skepticism. I mean, I'm a skeptic myself, and I believe of none of what I hear and only half of what I see. I'm from Zuri, you know, <laughs> the show me state. So the bottom line is, what, what do you say to people when they come in skeptical? Because, I mean, that's a lot to chew. I mean, think about this. Hey, retire in two to five years, and yet everybody I know can't do it. You know, even my attorneys, my CPAs, my, you know, my financial planners, they can't do it. My boss can't do it. Rich people I know can't do it. My preacher can't do it. What do you say to a skeptic like that that says, I just don't want to see how you can do it if nobody else I know can do it? I tell them that's exactly the mindset that I had coming in. I, you know, it does sound too good to be true, and that's exactly why I didn't pay as much attention to retiring two to five years. That's why retirement surprised me when it happened. I tell people to maintain that some sense of skepticism, keep an open mind, And the more you learn, the more the lifestyles, methods, and teaching will make pure common sense to you. There's nothing complicated about it. It's just a a very tried-and-true methodology that that you developed 30 years ago that was successful for you. Now it's been successful for tens of thousands of members through time. Maintain a little sense of skepticism. You don't want to fall for anything, right? Type A people can sometimes get carried off in high spirits, as they say. Maintain a sense of skepticism, but get yourself educated and network with successful, like-minded people, and you will come to realize this program works. This is no miracle deal. It's no luck deal. 
tried and true proven principles. We're just following in the footsteps of you and all the others that have come before us is all we're doing, Dale. When people ask you, what should I do to get involved uh, other than sign up, what, what, what are the first couple steps you outline to them? You say, hey, you need to just jump on this right here. Do this. Yeah, first thing you'll do after you become a member, of course, you go through the two-day financial freedom seminar, which lays out everything about single family and everything about multifamily. And for me, it was very impactful to have a meeting with Terry Gilblair, our operations consultant in DFW at the time, very insightful lady who's been in this business for probably longer than she would care to admit. But she gave me a lot of good guidance. And then mentor meetings. Mentor meetings for me have been very impactful. You don't get assigned a mentor. You just figure out which mentor might have the perspective that you need to hear right now, and you get an appointment with them. These are real people that have retired themselves doing the same things we're trying to do with single family and multifamily. All the mentors and ops consultants are very approachable. Many of them are good good friends of mine because we've gotten to know each other very, very well through the last several years. And they will, if you just listen to what your mentors and ops consultants tell you and do what they say, you will be successful. You know, this what is not building th- a rocket to go to the moon. What age do you think people should introduce their kids to this, John? Do you have any thoughts on that? Very young. I see some of my friends that bring their young kids you know, they, they can't be left at home while they come to, to a meeting. They'll bring their kids, and their kids might be playing video games or something like that, but make no mistake about it. They understand the importance their parents put into this, just like my kids understood the, the importance I put on it because I came to meetings all the time and participated all the time. Uh, young kids see what's important to you, and as they get older, You need to teach them about checking accounts and balancing a bank statement and teach them about stock market, but don't don't let them get carried away with it and introduce them to lifestyle. There are numerous people in the lifestyles that have retired in their 20s and 30s because they've replaced their income. Yeah, it's a lot easier to replace it when it's not that much, right? Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and then people that say they have a high income, how am I ever going to replace this? Well, that probably also means you have more sources to get capital. You know, Absolutely. probably your house is paid down. Probably you got some stuff in the stock market. You know, a lot of sources for money if you just think about it. Well, John, I want to thank you for coming on today, and I want to thank you for all the contributions you bring to Lifestyles uh, throughout the year, being an ambassador and speaker in many cases, and hope to see you at the Expo. For the rest of you out there, guys, just remember, we're not doing this for some money. We're doing it for a lifestyle. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.